The Supreme Court is poised to overturn Roe versus Wade, and many are predicting that over 100 abortion centers will close immediately. What does that mean for Planned Parenthood? Also, we're going to hear from the next generation of pro-life leaders and what the overturning of Roe means to them. You'll meet them today on The Mark Harrington Show. Activist Radio, The Mark Harrington Show, is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can donate to our ministry and support the radio program by going to createdequal.org and just click on the donate link on the right side of the home page. Also, if you like the program, share it and also leave a five-star review. You can pick it up on all the popular podcasting platforms. Well, today, we're standing in front of the Planned Parenthood here in Columbus, Ohio. We are on location, and we're talking about the overturning of Roe versus Wade and what that will mean to, to Planned Parenthood and the next generation, which I'm standing with our summer interns here today, and we're going to be talking to them. But we're coming to you, in my opinion, a week from when the decision will be handed down in Washington, D.C. I predict it's going to be next week, possibly June 27 or June 30th, where the world's going to know whether Roe versus Wade is overturned or not. And I've been talking a lot about what that means for us, what we're going to be doing next. Uh, it's hard to predict exactly how things are going to shake out, but we're doing our best to, to plan for a post-Roe America if that is the case. But we're standing in front of a Planned Parenthood today. And unlike a lot of Planned Parenthoods, some of them are closing, believe it or not, uh, in uh, kind of anticipation of Roe versus Wade being overturned. We also have heard that there are two states that currently are not performing abortions. There are no uh, abortions being performed in those states. That's Oklahoma and Missouri, I think, at last check. So we're starting to see the reaction to the overturning of Roe from the pro-abortion movement. They are starting to close facilities or they're at least suspending abortion services because they, like us, are trying to figure out what this is going to mean in the long run. So what I want to do is take some time and speak to our interns today. Some of them came from all across the country to be here in Columbus for eight weeks. They devoted their summers to be here and to be trained in pro-life apologetics and also conduct outreach with us. And that's why we're in front of the Planned Parenthood. So Without further ado, I'd like to introduce them to you. Go ahead and say your name and where you're from. I'm Livy. I'm from Westville, Ohio. All right. Ethan Rambeck, uh, Cedarville, Ohio. Okay. Hi, I'm Elijah. I'm from here in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And? Hi, my name is Elise. I'm from Pickerington, Ohio. All right. So we have uh, almost a dozen uh, of the uh, interns here this summer. We have three returning interns, and then we had the crash course interns here for a week. Uh, they were all from uh, Washington State. So let me just ask you this. I'm going to basically ask you all the same questions. Why are you here? Why, why did you commit your summer to, to do this? Stand in front of Planned Parenthood and learn about pro-life apologetics. Well, I believe that um, everything that we're doing, that everything that Planned Parenthood is doing is evil, is wrong. I think that our culture has accepted um, the fact that, you know, it's just legal to murder a baby. Um, I love babies a lot. And I just I, I want to do all I can 
to help protect precious and valuable life. Well, as I say, babies are good. I mean, it's real simple, right? The scripture says in the end times that men and women will lose a natural affection. And if that isn't more exemplified by Planned Parenthood, that we kill our children, I don't know what would would uh, better characterize that. But a natural affection for children. I mean, it's just normal, right? Natural that, that we would love and cherish and protect children. Unfortunately, today, we kill them, we exploit them, and now we're actually cutting them up. I mean, it's beyond belief. But All right, Ethan, so why are you here? Why did you devote your summer to this? Yeah, um, so my parents have been in the pro-life movement fighting for the end of abortion ever since I can remember, ever since I was little. And so when I was younger, you know, I went along with them to protest outside abortion clinics and things like that. Um, but then I went on the justice ride and the justice ride really made abortion. It took abortion from being my parents thing that they did to really becoming my fight. And I feel like it became my responsibility to continue to take this torch on to rescue babies and to end this Holocaust. So that's why I'm here is to really take responsibility and ownership of this fight. Well, as they say, the apple does not fall far from the tree, right? You were brought up in a pro-life family, uh, and so many of you guys were pro-life Christian families, and, and you're kind of carrying on the legacy of your parents. So uh, we appreciate that. All right, Elijah, what about you? So for most of my life, I've you know generally known what abortion is, um, obviously being raised in a Christian household, I've known abortion is wrong. I would say that I'm pro-life, you know, all these things. Um, but recently the past past, I would say the past two years, as I've really studied a lot of history, studied things like slavery in our own country, things like the Holocaust in Germany, um, all these horrible injustices that happened against people. Um, I think back on well, during those times, there were people who were for the injustice, you know, the people who propagated it. There were people who were against the injustice who were willing to stand up. But then there were also so many people who were personally against it, but didn't act that out. So there were so many people, even presidents, who were personally against slavery. You know, I, I wouldn't own slaves, but it's fine if everyone else wants to do it. That's, you know, who am I to say that they can't own slaves? Um, and the people that we look back on today and we say, those people are heroes. The people that we see as heroes are the ones who said, no, I'm going to stand up. This is wrong for me and it's wrong for everyone and we shouldn't allow it. So I've really been encouraged by knowing those stories to be that today. Um, today, when I see abortion happening, I know I have to do something. I can't just say I'm pro-life and you know let everyone else um, continue to slaughter innocent children while I just say, well, I'm going to sit in my bubble and just not do anything about it. I have to be willing to go do something about it to actually take, put my beliefs into action. So that's why I'm here this summer. And I look forward to doing that, you know, more often as, as I can. Folks, I want you to be encouraged because we have a, a generation that's being raised up to take on the culture of death. It's willing to stand in front of these Planned Parenthoods and interpose on behalf of the unborn. Uh, and so as we look at a post-Roe America, I'm encouraged because we have this entire generation, this younger generation that's now becoming aware of the Holocaust that's been taking place for 50 years. I mean, my generation blew it. We're ones who brought this into, you know, into being for the most part. I didn't, but, you know, our generation, supposedly the great generation, the greatest generation. Elise, what about you? Um, tell us your story. Why are you here this summer? Um, I'm here this summer. I... Hi, camera. Um, I started with Created Equal on last year's Justice Ride. My friend Grace Hoblet, who had already been on Justice Ride, invited me to that. 
And before that point, I hadn't really thought about abortion very much. And after that, it be, I became more and more aware of how my peers, my friends, people my age just don't face the hard things in life. They just ignore it. They act like abortion doesn't exist. They don't want to face it. Like Elijah was saying, they make it personal to them. Oh, I wouldn't do it, but I don't care if other people do it. And I saw that more and more and more as I saw these amazing people at Created Equal standing up against it. I could see the contrast. And I'm here this summer because I want to learn to articulate why I'm against abortion. And I don't want it to be hidden in the dark anymore. I want to bring it out for all to see my friends, family, everyone, that this is happening in America every single day. Well, see, the bottom line is this. The young people are looking for a cause. And if they don't find it in the church, they're going to go elsewhere for it. And they're going to be following these other social movements, which we know are just a basically, a, a, you know, traveling to the to the perdition, basically. We've got the, the gender revolution. We have the BLM movement and all of those things. And some of these people, young Christian women and men, are being sucked up into these movements uh, we need to be offering them uh, a, an, a, an opportunity to fight for something that matters. And that's why I think some of them are here this summer. Now, let me ask you guys this. You grew up, Roe versus Wade was, quote, the law of the land. We know it's not really, you know, it was an opinion of the U.S. Supreme Court. But that said, you've grown up with this being how it is, the status quo. Uh, what is it? I mean, does it even like register in your mind that this is something like, bizarre or even uh awesome that's happening or is this like okay you know so what no i think this is amazing um i didn't i never knew a whole lot of- what does it mean to you personally yeah i never knew um re- really anything about roe v wade until pretty recently um i would learn about it you know in in school and everything uh everything going on in politics but i never <laughs> sorry i never um thought about it i thought about its impact on the world until recently, I feel so incredibly, incredibly lucky and grateful that I can be here uh, almost on the front lines doing this work while um, Roe v. Wade will uh, be coming down soon. But you, Ethan? I mean, Roe has been the law of the land, so to speak, for, what, 50 years? I mean, you're, what, 18, maybe? 19, yeah. 19, yeah. So this is like you've grown up with it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, growing up, I had one of those shirts that said, um, Roe vs. What was it? Roe versus Wade. Oh, okay. Or I survived Roe versus Wade, but Roe versus Wade will not survive me. It looks like that might be the case. Eh? And yeah, and to see that that might happen is such an encouraging thought that this wicked ruling by the Supreme Court will be brought down. And ultimately, you know, we want abortion just to be wrong. You know, we know from the Constitution, from the Bible, every person has a right to life. But to have the ability now that this is struck down to go state by state and just go, no, you cannot kill babies anymore. That is just a tremendous blessing and a tremendous thing to think about. What about just practically day to day? And you know, we know in the big scheme of things, this is a paradigm shift. I mean, no matter what you think about Roe, uh, the fact that it won't be around anymore does change things. But for you guys personally, does it really matter? Um, it matters because we won't have to come here to Planned Parenthood anymore. And well, you hope this one will probably unfortunately be open, yes. unfortunately, because they're going to sue. And in Ohio, it's likely the heartbeat bill won't go into effect right away. But there are going to be Planned Parenthood's closing. There already are. For sure. Yeah, it'll be really encouraging that um, Roe is struck down because the world will see 
Like, why was it struck down? They'll have to be asking themselves those big questions. Yeah. What about you, Elijah? Come closer. Well, a phrase that I heard a couple of years back that really struck me, I would say, is to hear that one fourth of my generation is missing. Um, and I kind of try to use that as a as an opener when I talk to other people about abortion because it's like, whoa, that's genocide. That's like, you know, for us, those of us who follow the uh, Marvel movies, that's like Thanos, you know, snapping that many people just out of existence. That many people have been killed. Um, and to, to know that I'm, I'm at the point in time when Roe v. Wade, which has allowed so much of that and has lied that there is a right to kill people in our Constitution, the fact that I'm at the point when that would be overturned is just so incredible. And I'm really so thankful to be a part of this, you know, right now. I mean, next week we're most, most likely going to be at the Supreme Courthouse when, when it's overturned. Amen. And, and folks, well, I, I want you guys come in tight here. Uh, I, I want to make sure everybody's aware of that. We are going to Washington, D.C. next week. Uh, we are hoping that and praying that the Supreme Court will decide either on Monday or Thursday. We're going to be there for, for both those uh, days. We, we pray that, the, you know, the Supreme Court hands it down because I want to be there for that very moment. Uh, you know, there are those saying we shouldn't celebrate. Well, you're wrong because I'm going to. And yeah, I'm going to do it for a moment. Just a moment. Won't take long. It's kind of like when uh, the Golden State Warriors, it's, it's not really. When the Golden State Warriors won the NBA championship, they had a night or a moment of celebration, and then that was it. And the same is here. And then you get back onto the work. I mean, you're, you're immediately back at it the next day, and that's what we'll be doing. I mean, we will mark it. We'll take a minute to take, you know, take uh, inventory of what this actually means. For us, uh, a created equal in our movement and the unborn, and then we'll be back at it. And so we will be in Washington, D.C., and I want to exhort you, if you're watching this program or you're listening to it on the podcast or over the air, come to Washington. Join us. We need you there. Yeah. Uh, the the pro-abortion people are going to be out in force, I can bet, on that. And we want to be there representing Christ. We want to be there to represent Jesus and the gospel and the babies. So if you want to find out more about that, you can go to overturnrow.org. That's overturnrow.org. Uh, I appreciate you guys being on the show today. Thank you. We look yeah. forward to having you next week in Washington, D.C. We still got, what, six weeks left of the internship? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that? Five and a half. Five and a half yeah. But who's counting? <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Well, folks, uh, again, we're with the interns here in front of the Planned Parenthood in Columbus, Ohio, which we hope someday soon will no longer exist. Okay, friends, I want you to take action today, and it's not too late because the U.S. Supreme Court has yet to hand down the Dobbs v. Jackson Women Health, Women's Health Organization case. Uh, we predicted it's going to happen on the week of June 27th. We predict it might even be Monday morning at 10 a.m. when they hand it down. And if they don't do it then, it'll probably be Thursday, June 30th. So you have time to be part of a decision day rally. Uh, you can attend a rally, and it's also not too late to organize one. And in order to do that, you simply go to overturnrow.org. That's overturnrow.org. My good friend Eric Scheidler, Pro-Life Action League, runs that website. And there will be ample opportunity for you to attend any rally anywhere in the United States. Of course, if you're within driving distance, a short driving distance, I should say, 
to Washington, D.C., join us. Be there on the steps of the Supreme Court on June 27th. And if it doesn't happen, then be with us on June 30th. We will be there with our interns uh, for that for that uh, important announcement. So go to overturnrow.org to find out more. Uh, now, let me address something before uh, we finish up the program, and that is this. There are those within the pro-life movement saying we should not celebrate. And, Mr. Producer, if you would pop up that uh, short email from National Right to Life. Uh, here's the issue. There is a time to celebrate, and I, I can't think of another uh, time or better time to celebrate the fall of Roe versus Wade than when it happens, of course. Uh, we don't get a lot of opportunities to uh, mark the uh, these kinds of events. I mean, it's been a long 49 years of battle, and uh, there are folks that have been in the trenches for decades that have been praying and working hard for this very moment. And the notion that our own movement should tell people not to mark this moment, not to celebrate, uh, to me, it's just, uh, I, I just don't understand it. Uh, so we are going to mark this. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be dancing on the grave of Roe or anything like that. But we will take a minute and thank the Lord for this development. You know, I, for one, was one that didn't think I would see the day. And I can tell you, I, I don't know how I'll react. I'll probably be very emotional at the moment when it happens. And that's a good thing. And many of us should should do that. Uh, but then once it's over, once the decision is handed down, once we've taken the moment and marked it and 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 uh, and celebrated that for for a brief moment, then we'll get back to work. And there is plenty of it uh, out there for us. And we won't waste any time. We'll be hitting the ground running the moment overturn uh, rose overturn. And so stay close to Created Equal. Follow us on Facebook, on all the social media platforms. Also, the Mark Harrington Show. You can go to markharringtonshow.com and follow what we're doing. We have plans for a post-row America. Uh, that includes the uh, deployment of an ultrasound van that would be sitting in front of places like this, this Planned Parenthood today, in states where abortion is still legal, we will be deploying our ultrasound van. We'll also be deploying on border uh, states of states where abortion has been made illegal. And so, uh, you know, it's going to be a changing environment. One, we're going to have to be very agile and, and be able to move at a moment's notice. So that's why we're uh, going to be deploying this ultrasound van. The other thing is we're going to be going to states where, Abortion has a high likelihood of being outlawed. Now, that might be in a state where there's some pending legislation. That might be in a state where the courts are trying to hold it up. That might be in a state where we just need to give the extra push to get it over the finish line, get the governor to sign it, and for it to be enforced. So we're prepared to go anywhere in the country to, to lend our hand to the efforts to start one by one making abortion illegal across the country, one by one, one state at a time. Uh, and, and starting in states where we think we have a high probability of that. Now, there will be abortion states where uh, there'll be sanctuaries, more or less, sanctuaries for abortion. Uh, we're not going to dedicate many resources as, to those initially, although there is an effort, of course, for people to raise money to fly, pe fly people in to have abortions in New York, California, Illinois, and other states. 
And so we're going to have to stay up on that. And then finally, I'll say that the issue of chemical abortion now comes front and center. I mean, it is the elephant in the room, as I've said. Once Roe is overturned, the pro-abortion side, they're already doing it now, is going to be moving at light speed to try to make uh, pill abortions legal for everybody across the country, regardless of your zip code, by making it, you know, over the mail, uh, you know, uh, you know, over the mail or, you know, at your local pharmacy without the uh, consultation of the abortionist. So we have to be ready for what might come our way when it comes to pill abortions. Uh, let me finally speak to this question of the threats of violence that we're seeing from uh, shadowy organizations like Jane's Revenge. Uh, I've spoken about this, but Jane's Revenge is, a, is an ad hoc group of people that basically were formed after the uh, Alito opinion was handed down or, or leaked. And they are threatening, and they're saying they're going to have a night of rage. Uh, what they've already uh, taken responsibility for is, is bombing some of the uh, pregnancy resource centers and vandalizing some of them. I just want to be clear here. We are not going to cower in fear to organizations like James Revenge or anybody else. That doesn't mean we're not going to be smart about it. doesn't mean we're not going to take precautions. We are. doesn't mean we're not going to increase our security around our facilities and around our people. We're doing all those things, but we are going to go into the public scare just like we always have, and we are not going to shrink back in fear just because of the threat of violence. We're not going to cede the public square to the to these violent pro-abortion activists. We're just not going to do it. And so I want to exhort people, be smart, take precautions, but don't shrink back. Don't don't. Uh, don't cower over this. These threats are intended for a reason. They're intended for you to stay home. They're intended to scare you to stay home and not come out on the uh, day that Roe is overturned and in the future. And we can't allow that uh, to, to, to scare us into submission. Uh, this is nothing more than this group, this James Revenge, is nothing more than a terrorist organization. Plain and simple, they are. Uh, and we unfortunately cannot expect our U.S. federal government to bring them to justice. So we've just got to do what we can to be safe and do, do the things we've done historically uh, to reach people uh, on abortion and the gospel of Jesus Christ. So uh, right now, James Revenge is, is plastering uh, these flyers all over this, uh, the District of Columbia. Uh, it's interesting, two points on that. And Mr. Producer, if you had that clip or that uh, graphic, go pop that up. But it's interesting they, they, they are basically saying two things. One is they're saying that Roe's going to be overturned. So even the pro-abortion folks understand that this is likely going to happen. They say when Roe is overturned. So that's one thing. The acknowledgement from the pro-abortion side that they are facing the imminent overturning of Roe. Number two, they talk about the night of rage. They're talking for people to come out at night. And that's how this all works, right? Evil is able to exist if it stays in the darkness. Once it's exposed to the light, it runs for cover. And that's why these people who are violent terrorists are going to perpetrate their acts of violence and vandalism. They're likely going to do it at night. And so we need to be aware of that. And obviously, we won't want to go out and do our outreaches at night. We're just not going to do that. Uh, but 
this is historically how these kind of groups have operated. We saw that during the BLM riots in 2020. All of the activities, if you want to call them that, were taking place in the evenings, dark at night, late into the night. I expect that to be the case, too, after Roe v. Wade is overturned. And then in the long term, we are facing a new normal. The new normal is these threats are now part of our lives. I mean, they're, they're going to be part and parcel with the way that the other side responds because they have lost their ability to control themselves uh, being faced with the, the, the notion that they will not be able to go somewhere to kill their babies. And so they know their time is short. And just like the evil one who knows his time is short, they are desperate, desperate to take action and do things that they might not normally do. And so we need to be ready for that. We need to have the long view, people. It's been 49 long years since Roe was handed down uh, in 1973. And now we're seeing a turning of the tide. The winds of change are coming to America, and it's time for us to take note of that, celebrate that, and then move on into this new, uh, I guess, battlefront that we'll see in the state legislatures all across America. So join me in taking this, this challenge to be out in the streets after Roe versus Wade is handed down and until we end abortion once and for all in America, whether it goes state by state or some constitutional amendment or whatever it takes, we are committed to continuing the fight and we hope you will stand with us. And in order to do that, you can financially support us by going to createdequal.org and click on the donate link or continue to support the Mark Harrington Show. You can find out more about the podcast by going to markharringtonshow.com. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America, but bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.